Welcome to Sunday Times Politics Weekly. Today we are looking into the politics behind the national budget that was delivered yesterday by Finance Minister Tito Mbueni. But before we start, we want to remind you to subscribe to our podcast for free at ino.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts from. If you like our podcast or want to engage with us, chat to us on Twitter using the hashtag STPoliticsWeekly or rate us on your favorite podcast app. This icon is racist. I've never, ever been a spy. Can the Please. PBS bank uh, loot? The problem is that pinky. I'll never subject myself to whiteness. I'm listening. Can you have consistency, Honorable Chair? Corruption was an Olympic sport. They will always win gold. This is not a shape. Can you please come in? Joining me in studio today is a fantastic group of people. My esteemed colleagues at the Sunday Times, we have um, from the Sunday Times politics team, Apiwe Diklerk and Zingisa Mvumvo, and joining us for the first time, business writer Mudio Gavaza. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, Tito Mbueni and his aloe plant. Shall we start there? <laughs> <laughs> there was an interesting uh, quote that Tito Mbueni said when he opened the budget speech uh, on Wednesday in the National Assembly talking about winning uh, and says that South Africa has won before and they can win again. So a lot of optimism from the finance minister. But he later qualified that statement by saying that to win or for South Africa to win, it will need hard work, resilience, patience, um, strategic thinking, etc. And I thought that was quite interesting. Um, and a lot of people have said that this budget was Tito Mbueni basically realizing that he doesn't have too many cards to play. What do you think, uh, Madhur? Um, and I think the way when you just look at what he ended up doing, uh, where the cuts were made and the decisions that were not made uh, to get um, increased revenues definitely shows you that um, he didn't have a lot of cards to play. I mean, there's hardly anything apart from the syntaxes where they they are going to get any more revenue on that end. And that's even offset by the fact that, for example, property, you no longer have to pay duty. So, you know, you give on one end, you take from the other. Uh, it's a tough one so i think i definitely you know it, it's good to have optimism but the reality on the ground is um i guess politically and economically because south african consumers are already so constrained mm. there's only so much you could the, that he could actually have done so obviously the, the one of the biggest things that came out from the budget was a tax relief for individuals tax brackets are going to be adjusted and uh, there would be some personal income tax rebates that would be increased. Um, someone said something interesting that Tijum Bruni has realized that there are no more rich people to tax in South Africa and that you cannot tax people anymore. You'll just have non-compliance. Mm. Well, there are rich people to tax in South Africa, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not many. You know, we know that most of the money in this country rests in a very, very, very few hands. You know, and I mean, uh, the, those people in the companies that they have, they do pay tax. I mean, they, we know previously there's been suggestions of uh, taxing more the rich and 
being more lenient on 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 the, on the poor. But I guess. It's but the, the the reality of it is that money is going offshore. So. Yeah. Anyway, and mm. I mean, talking about that too, we we know about the phenomenon of illicit financial flow. Our money is that ought to mm. be here in the country, but they're leaving the country in illegal ways. So I mean, but in the main, really, I agree with my brother. I I I, I don't see much how 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 uh, that budget speaks, uh, you know, speaks to any change or anything of the sort. Because you cut here, you give relief that side, you know. Really, for me, I, I, there was nothing much I I I would I, I took uh, away from the thing other than um the 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 attempt to reduce the wage bill which has been a very contentious issue i i, I want to see how that one is going to play out uh, politically especially you we know uh, Kosat will always be opposed to such issues uh, I, I really want to see how that is going to happen in the next three years as the minister said let's take time to talk about the cutting of the wage bill and listen to what the finance minister said uh, in relation to this yesterday the second part is adjustments on the wage bill by about 160 billion rand over the medium term. Public servants do crucial work for our country, often unappreciated. Working with the public sector unions, we have over the past 15 years sought to improve the lot of public servants. And we have committed significant resources for compensating them every year, even as we have tried to increase their numbers in recognition of their demanding workloads. Organized labor understands where we are and share the pains of this government. They have made constructive proposals on a range of issues which need to be discussed and negotiated. We must be open to negotiations and discussions. So the issue of the cutting of the wage bill has been the proposal of opposition parties up here for the longest time and it's almost like a quick fix solution cut the wage bill it is unsustainable to have this many civil servants number one and number two this many civil servants earning the amount that they're earning and then getting increases that are not related to what the economy is functioning at no one in the private sector on the levels of of civil servants are getting the type of increases civil servants are getting. Mm. Was it just the matter of time that government had to decide we have to pull the plug on this? Um, Look, it's a difficult decision to take given the position that the ANC finds itself with the support of COSATU. They always felt like uh, if COSATU is happy, um, uh, we are safer at the ballot. Um, so now when you start provoking them, and it's going to be interesting how this one plays out. Kosatu is not as fierce in their, in, in, in their fight against government as they were, uh, say... Uh, 2007. 2007 yes. or even 20... Uh, um, when, was, when was the last... In biggest, Vavis uh, days, man. Vavis days, yeah. yeah. No, because <laughs> I'm saying 2007 was that big, was Vavi at his height? Yeah. And yeah. then 2012 was Vavi at his... But it was still yeah, 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 yeah. in um, his heyday. Uh, yeah, so, so they are not they, they they are not that Kosatu now. So it's going to be interesting how they take it. Um, look, um, also um, how 
how they do it, it needs careful uh, attention. You don't want to lose those people who, who are an asset to, a st- to the state, people who, whose skills we're going to need to uh, outsource. Uh, I remember I was discussing this with a colleague uh, yesterday. When I have that colleague. You don't want to have to get uh, a highly skilled guy who has um, uh, institutional memory uh, being lost because they earn so much and then they go and, and, and start a consultancy company that is then going to be uh, draining uh, money from the state because they have to hire them. Uh, that is going to be important. Um, I, 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 I hope Tito in his uh, in the debates that then come uh, uh, later uh, before the budget is, is, is adopted is going to give a bit of a detail on how they are going to do it. I had Vavi uh, this morning already criticizing government for uh, reneging on, on the agreement, at least for this year, that they signed, which was in the main pushed by uh, COSATU aligned uh, unions when they some of them didn't agree. So it's um, it's interesting to see, uh, but I mean, uh, if it's going to save us money, I mean, let it happen. But it must happen in a in a manner that is not going to cripple the the capacity of the state. Let's take a listen to what Kosatu thinks about Tito's plan. Well, as Kosatu, we view uh, the minister's decision uh, to target the public service uh, as an act of provocation. Uh, we find this totally unacceptable when you consider the fact that. Municipal workers are paid through the fiscals. SOEs are paid through the fiscals. Uh, state agencies are paid through the fiscals. Yet the minister is saying nothing about those uh, workers. Is only targeting uh, civil servants. We are not going to take this lying down. Where we view it as a challenge, we are going to uh, respond. Uh, the, the 2018 collective agreement is a legal document. We are going to look for enforcement mechanisms to make sure that on the 1st of April, workers get what is due to them. Uh, if push comes to shove, we will mobilize. Uh, if there's one thing that we are not going to allow uh, is for a minister to uh, pacify big business, pacify ratings agencies uh, by targeting uh, civil servants. Uh, Kosato's position is clear. We are not going to renegotiate uh, 2018 collective agreement. Uh, We are not in the business of taking something that uh, has already been achieved by the workers and handing it back to employers. Because uh, what the minister is proposing is that let's pickpocket these workers. Workers uh, who compromised in 2014 are being told that what they thought they had achieved now is going to be taken away from them. And that is unacceptable. So it's quite predictable for the unions and Kusatu to be vehemently against this. And I think there's two important points. The first of which is they're, they're saying it's an act of provocation, probably in the way uh, government presented this this cut. It was almost what they call an ambush to say, well, we needed money, tough luck, we're pulling out of this three-year agreement. The other issue is where must government get the money from? And the justification about making these the cuts, so this is not retrenching people, this is saying we cannot give you the increases we plan to give you for the rest of the year. And the reality of it is many people in the private sector have not gotten increases this year because of the, of the, of the economy. So saying to civil ser- servants, you will still have your job security, you will still have everything that comes with your job, but you won't have the increase that was promised to you. Is that the end of the world? Madhya? Um, I think firstly, 
because I think the number that was thrown out was the 160 that that they're trying to say from trying to cut for from three the, years. Uh, yeah, that they're trying to cut from the public sector wage bill. Um, my thinking is that um, as much as it was an ambush, they probably decided that this is something we need to do in the public domain. And so that, you know, behind closed doors, uh, they'll likely get the unions to come down. Because you, probably now that we have 160 in our heads, they probably have a number below that, mm. right, that they're trying to go for. But they know that uh, the unions will try to will come and fight and negotiate them downwards uh, up to whatever number they are actually looking for. Mm. Uh, that's the first thing. And then I think um, the second one is simply that, um, I think government has sort of gotten to that point where I guess these are the ramifications of old policies mm. or uh, the, the, the status quo of doing things, right? Mm. Because for years, government employees were getting all of these increases. But also it government was, was used as a as a, as a, uh, a job creator, yeah. which, which is te- a terrible <laughs> idea. Exactly. So you have, you, you're using the state to create all of these jobs. You're giving all of these increases somewhere down the line, right? Because you can't pluck money out of the sky, right? You have, it, it catches up with you and right now it's catching up to south africans to the tune of 160 billion rand mm. right and like what uh, kwanita is saying in the private sector even though in the private sector wages make up a greater proportion because i think government wages make up about 35 percent of the uh, of wages the increases were just not going to be sustainable right at some point someone Probably these ideas have been there, but people are trying to just kick the bucket. I would not be the one, you know, to be to to cut these increases. Let's let the next administration, the next government, mm. do that thing. And I think the bucket was kicked down the line For so much, years. yeah, that now we're at a one sixty billion. Had it been cut back, let's say ten years ago, mm. we might have been hearing the then finance minister saying, "No, we're going to cut maybe." Five or ten billion from the whatever mm. less. Because if you think about last year, last year Tito Mooney went up and said, "We're going. To, we we don't want to cut the wage bill." So he wasn't as provocative yeah. last year. And they said they're going to try the scheme of national attrition or incentivizing people to leave the public service. Mm. They realize they're not saving any money from that. Mm. So so the the alternatives are not really there. Although Kusato says that. No, we must do away with consultants, etc. Do you think, Zingisa, there is a way for Tito to find the money elsewhere? Look, you first of all, let me touch on this one of the consultants. Uh, to a certain degree, I do uh, agree with Kosato uh, that consultants are a complete waste of money, but we can't look into the issue of consultant in isolation uh, to the deadwood that is there in government because part of the reason that government uh, it ends up outsourcing most of the work that ought to be done by people within. I mean, for instance, there is no government department, municipality, at provincial level, at national government that doesn't have a communications team. But these people would still go out and uh, pay $60 million for cons- for communication consulting services. What nonsense is that? You know? And, and I, I would say sometimes it's necessary by the lack of the uh, you know, necessary skills or incompetence by those that are within who are supposed to do the job, you know, and then you end up consulting. Therefore, there's a lot of deadwood that also must be let go, you know, uh, from the public sector. And then I think if we do that and 
the people who are within are only people who are capacitated and skilled and competent to do the jobs that they are employed for. There wouldn't be a need for consulting in, in, in most of the jobs anyway. But the problem of Bure is that those discussions don't lead to immediate cash flow. So if you want to have conversations around the, the, the capability of the state and do we need such department or don't we need such department, all of those, it's not going to answer your immediate problem that you need $50 billion to help your deficit for the year. That's true. And the, the main problem with not having uh, that discussion, first of all, or rather having it and, and, and it not having an immediate impact is that the numbers guy, they talk to the numbers and the real picture. Those in charge, they talk to politics and uh, what it would mean for their survivor. So when you talk about uh, the correct people for the job, it's not necessarily what the politician wants to hear, yes. but it's what the numbers guy, which is at the end of the day, is going to boil down to that, the money, the numbers. So if I'm going to hire a should I hire, uh, uh, sorry for making this example, should I hire Mvumvu and Apiwe to do a job that Kwanita can do by herself? You see? <laughs> but because the guy who is in charge believes that, ah, no, if I have these two, they are my guys. Mm. I, would rather, I would rather have the two of them benefiting than have uh, this person who is mm. not who's not necessarily uh, uh, my my person. You see? Mm. So we, we shoot ourselves uh, on the foot and then when we are when we are brought down and, and, and we are told about uh, the crisis that is the shortage uh, of money uh, really to pay these people, uh, we play politics as a country. We go to the streets. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting that uh, Kosatu is going to go to the streets. Hmm. As soon as Kosatu goes to the streets, it's going to be, it's going to be bad. Uh, uh, we, we, we are going to lose uh, productive time. Hmm. Uh, uh, so, but that threat that that Kosato used to be able to, or that, or the what is that, you know, uh, the axe on the neck of government. I don't. How sharp is it? I don't know. It's, uh, it's not sharp at all. In fact, it's not there. <laughs> <laughs> but but you, you, you must look at it this way. Uh, the reason why it's not there is because of the current Kosato that you have. Yeah. As soon as the current Kosato that you have say, no, we won't take this. And NUMSA is going to join. Them. Yeah, and supported Vavi by other public sector unions. Yeah. Public yeah. sector unions. Yeah. And, and, and 85% of the public service is, is unionized. So. Yes. Yeah. So it's going to, to go there. Maybe solidarity will say, no, we don't agree. Maybe we I mean, feel that. Yes. Yeah. But but it's going to affect uh, the work government has to do. Can you imagine uh, if, uh, say, for instance, now uh, the teachers go on strike? In fact, not only in government, but politically as well, it, it, it would be quite a nightmare for the current ANC regime in terms of ANC politics. Now, we know that, uh, you know, Kosatu has been very supportive of the current ANC leadership as led by President Cyril Ramaphosa. But if then Kosatu takes a stance like that of opposing his government, they will surely also make it difficult for him within the ANC and President Ramaphosa needs more friends now than but, ever. But this conversation we've been having it for 10 years and that's the reason why these cuts never happened <laughs> yeah. because these convers- this is the same thing for the last 10 years. As I'm saying to you that these people they, they, they look at the budget that is available and then they look at 
the friends that they need to 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 to, to employ, uh, the allies that they need to to bring into government. Instead of saying we need a competent uh, engineer to be uh, appointed mm. by the municipality, doesn't matter whether the guy is from the uh, votes Freedom Front Plus, votes mm. DA, votes EFF. If he's competent and can do the job, mm. then hire the guy. Because now, if you don't, you hire the person is there. They don't know what they are doing, and they have a deputy who's uh, uh, as clueless. And then you have to go and hire a consultancy company, which is going to For cost job, you billions. You already paying. In, in some municipalities, crazy things like uh, 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 the formulation of the ITP, which is uh, the municipality's plan, is outsourced to uh, companies to write a five hundred page document where. If you go there and listen to what the people are going to say, you know what the, your department mm. w- wants to do. You just type it down as a report and put it there. It's simple things like that. And then people are scoring a, lo- a, a, a lot of money out of government. So you have civil servants that are there, paid a lot of money, they're not doing anything. And then you still have to pay people from outside. Mm. So, I mean, yeah, uh, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a debate that angers me. Unnecessarily Because I on the opposite side of that same coin where they're saying, cut the consultants, don't cut the civil servants. No, but the answer but was you saying, can't do that because you have it. They're useless. It's not all of it, not all of them. But yeah. 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 But the answer was saying, too, that Kosato, they are being opportunistic. They are correct on the consultants part, but they are not telling us about the other side, which, which happens the to be their men, yeah. members who yeah. are incompetent within the public sector. That's unfortunate. But talking about about political spectre, Tejim Wene announced the formation of this sovereign wealth fund mm. where he's going to ring fence 30 billion rand, 2 billion US dollars for the creation of the sovereign wealth fund that is going to be us saving for a rainy day. Yeah. But the real question, Mado, is how can you be saving for a rainy day that may or may not come? When it is raining at the moment, it's storming <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> that you have so much of debt, yeah. but you want to save for a rainy day. Yeah, and it, it's actually quite a problem. I understand the rationale for a sovereign wealth fund. Sure. Oh. It's done amazing In things. an ideal situation yeah. like Norway ideal, or China. Exactly. Uh, the famous example is Norway um, and their oil money, all of that stuff. But in South Africa, I think the timing is off. Right before we even go anywhere, because if there was ever a time that South Africa was going to get a sovereign sovereign wealth fund, it should have been maybe ten or twenty years ago at the height of the mining industry in South Africa. Because you need like a continuous source of revenue, you need like an anchor an anchor industry, you know, the way that's just going to pump a lot of money in. Which they're saying now the spectrum is going to the sale of the spectrum, Uh, but how much? But how much, right? And not even and even if you think about spectrum, right? the last time that South Africa gave Spectrum to Vodacom and MTN was in 2004 and 2005, South C in 2011. That is not a continuous cycle. That is oh, like so once now they're going to auction now this year and that's uh, it. Yeah, that's it for uh, who knows how many yeah. years after that. Because if we're saying that South C got it in 2011. It's now 2020. It's now 2020, right? That's not a continuous flow yeah. of income. So good idea, but implementation is just going to be tough. And there isn't extra money, right? Because sovereign but it's wealth nice fund, to have. Yes, it's a nice to have when yeah. you have, you know, another industry. Let's say, for example, we decided that we're going to throw all diamond money into sovereign wealth fund, for example. Mm. Good idea, right? But right now, whatever money is coming in from those diamonds needs to fix 
escom saa mm. post office sabc roads schools like it's 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 tough at the moment like mm. you said it's raining mm. yeah and and do you know do you said escom and saa i know apiwe is dying to talk about the syntax we'll get to that <laughs> i know you are devastated by the uh, syntax increase but uh, um, the the escom and saa uh pledge and, and and it's 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 like this albatross that's around the state's neck at the moment i think people are fatigued to you know that this is constantly a problem budget after budget state of the nation after state of the nation at what point does government say this is it we cannot i mean yesterday tito mbweni said what the the sword of democrats what did he say yeah <laughs> has fallen on saa because now it's in business rescue but i mean do you think that that we really going to see the other side of this <laughs> it's a, it's a really tough one you know because um, for first of all for instance when people say the government cannot continue um, bailing out these uh, struggling soes what then must happen are you suggesting that they must be sold you know and also i think the other thing that is never mentioned in this debate of the state owned companies is what is their mandate and and in my understanding is that the mandate of state owned companies in the main is not profit making but indeed they must sustain themselves and also but the main priority in terms of the mandate that they have is a developmental mandate uh, you know to develop to make sure that the country develops and develops i mean the supply of electricity enables business to thrive and and all those kinds of issues but it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive other countries have proven that you can have a developmental mandate and you can give money to the first class it can happen yeah no i'm saying i'm saying so but i'm saying the priority is not yes of course i mean it's good to make profit perhaps that profit could also be thrown into the sovereign wealth fund you know what i mean but the main issue is developmental so if if you say uh, but really we we the the the, the rate at which these uh, bailouts are going it's it's, it's ridiculous it's and not developmental it, it's it, the opposite it, of it absolutely yeah. and, and it cannot be sustained and and i mean the the collapse of soes in the main also has to do with what appear alluded to earlier on uh, which i will term uh, reckless cadre deployment and patronage of the ruling party i would be very brand Uh, on on this one and uh, for instance to make an example under former president zuma escom staff uh, complement in terms of numbers skyrocketed to new levels and this was in the spirit of creating jobs for comrades uh, within the anc to ensure his continued survival and support within the anc so really uh, most of our problems are political and the anc continues to do these things for their own selfish a uh, political interest that have got nothing to do with the country and this is why we find ourselves where we are and the deployments of just people in management who have got no experience or clue of what to do in those state owned companies but because they are there to do the bidding of whoever politicians that are in charge at that particular time and then we we find ourselves in this trouble and it didn't start with zuma it was there during prom- uh, former president begi we know the issue of uh, you know the aircrafts uh, in the early 2000s under uh, president uh, begi it's always been uh, this the way of the ANC and they are doing everything to collapse the state owned companies so broadly you know a bad budget because of bad politics up 
Yeah, it is. So, so uh, get it off your chest. I, I, I was looking at at, at, at that uh, alu. He puts it positive about uh, uh, the attributes of the alu. The, the only attribute I know is that it, it tastes bitter. But to pull this one. Yeah. So the the budget uh, and our 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 economy leaves a bitter taste. Uh, look, I agree. I'm with Kodemandashe on on SAA. Shut it down. Yeah, but we can't be having these discussions now. We had a discussion about state or like we're having the same discussion yeah. as a country. And in, in the sense that but now forget about shutting it down. We can't shut it down today. Where are we gonna get the money to pay for it today? wait, if if, if why didn't uh, they take a decision to shut it down? Because they could have, uh, they could have done that in the ANC Lekhutla meeting. It's this, it was just last month. Yeah. But why are you so optimistic? Hopeful. <laughs> 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 I don't understand the continued support of uh, 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 failing projects that are not bringing anything to us. Some of us don't even fly SAA. Some of most of the people I know have never been <clears throat> into the airport, <laughs> but they want to benefit from the budget. That's 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 what I'm saying. To put to to put aside that much money yeah. uh, uh, from your budget, and then you look at people who really need uh, services of government, people who get a forty rand increase for their mm. child support grant. Yeah. Uh, 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 no, no, no. Uh, that one must be Kent as well. So don't. Go no, no, no. We're not talking about that. Talking about that. <laughs> but but, but the, the DG of Treasury, Dando Mogajani, said this, said that social spending is being affected because of all of this and 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 the result of bad politics. Yeah. So so if I, if I was a voter, a conscious one. Uh, I would look at the budget. I mean, maybe they. Are they, you going they, there? They, maybe they need they they need to go uh, and 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 workshop if i was an opposition party maybe workshop the actual vote and say you see they gave you 40 rand and then they gave those ones who live in sentin uh, 165 billion eh? <laughs> yeah they yeah that's that's the story of 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 of, of the nc government so obviously uh for this bitter budget uh Apio wanted to drown his sorrows but he couldn't because it costs Ish. more <laughs> yeah ne? yeah mm-hmm. yeah no, no but but, but you, in, in, they always uh, are going to go for syntaxes i mean it's 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 really an easier but way to But that thing doesn't do. make much of a difference, really, Apim, uh, to be honest. No, it does. Yeah, it does a lot. Uh, Chief, you, you must co- compare, you must look at How the numbers for... Cigars? No, no, let's, let's just talk about this. No, no, no. Look no, at man. <laughs> <laughs> because you don't you must smoke look cigars. <laughs> yeah, but it's about, the, it's, about, it's about all the people that... Because whether we like it or not, people will not stop Don't. drinking alcohol. Yeah. They will not stop drinking spirits, wine, and now hubbly. Uh, they will not no, stop. Yeah, <laughs> Do you I, I'm ahead with this thing of hubbly. <laughs> <laughs> Why they target hubbly? <laughs> I was ahead of like, but what has hubbly done to you, Tito? <laughs> okay, we gotta, we got to wrap up now. Uh, but uh, just your final thoughts on um, the finance minister's uh, budget speech and the fight that he has going forward. Yeah, um, I think he struck an interesting balance. Uh, I'll just come back to what I said at the beginning that he took, he took from some public sector wage bill from, uh, for example, gave in terms of uh, let's say your syntaxes. Uh, we're talking about giving to the fiscus, uh, but 
uh, on the whole, it just sounds like uh, a tough one to go. A tough one to go. It's going to be interesting to see how the public sector um, wage negotiations actually, you know, take place. I'm not sure if that sovereign wealth fund will become a reality, you know, anytime soon. And even if it does. Um, what is 30 billion? I know that for a small country, 30 billion mm. rand is a lot. They say that 30 billion rand is a big commitment. But what is 30 billion rand in the context of 450 billion rand ESCOM debt, debt, for example? Yeah. yeah. So those are the issues that, uh, you know, it's going to be, you know, interesting to see. I am with uh, my colleague that SAA needs to, you know, do something different with that thing. Maybe not shut it down, but take it off the state's hands for me that's it take it take it out of the state's hands let it go somewhere else right it doesn't need to shut down but take it let it not be a burden for the south african anymore uh, Zingiza, you have 30 seconds what are your final thoughts my final thoughts is that the anc for starters must get away from this marriage with the sacp and uh, cosato if this country is about to get ahead on anything uh, that is progressive for instance, as we were talking about the issue of the wage bill, this wage bill thing is probably never going to happen because COSATU and SACP are going to strangle the balls of the ANC and make them renege on this issue and many other issues. So if the ANC is really serious about taking this country forward economically and otherwise, it must dump COSATU and SACP. Thank you very much. Thank you for that. We will vote for you at the next election. <laughs> 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 I hear your final thoughts. Overall, I think... Uh, Tito uh, Mboweni tried to, uh, to, you know, have a, a budget that looks, that makes him look uh, uh, like the better devil. Uh, he will only have problems with uh, Kosatu uh, and SACP. Otherwise, uh, throughout, and if, even when you were listening to opposition parties, they were quite uh, welcoming of uh, his pronouncements. Uh, uh, the EFF obviously he has uh, dealt with them with the announcement of the sovereign wealth wealth fund, and and even the creation of the state, the state bank. bank. Uh, so so he played p- uh, politics very well there. And uh, my conspiracy theory, if you remember on on the vet, uh, is that someone from that team, and this is my conspiracy theory, someone from his team uh, put out the idea that. Uh, they were going to increase it so that when he delivers a speech, he says, What did you get that from? We're never going to increase it so that he looks like you are not the hero. You are not people. paid for conspiracy theories. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like the hero of the people, but we're relieved that sure. he didn't increase that. Uh, uh, and overall, I think um, it was not as, uh, as, as scary uh, as the past two or three budgets that. Uh, we had listened to a, a lot of relief for uh, the normal folk. That, those are my thoughts. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, you are going to uh, pay, what was it, 4% more for <laughs> the drink you have after <laughs> listening to this very depressing <laughs> podcast. That is all we have time for today. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast for free. Mahala. We, there is no syntax on our podcast <laughs> at iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your pods casted. By subscribing, you will automatically be notified each time a new podcast is released. If you like our podcast or want to engage with us, chat to us on Twitter using the hashtag STPoliticsWeekly or rate us on your favorite podcast app. Till next week, goodbye.